0: Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffee of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube.
1: welcome welcome to episode 78 of another woodshop podcast another week wow and we are here to cure all of your itch needs
0: itch needs
1: itch or needs what? you know like does they itch let's do it again here to cure all your itches itch, <laughs> what I don't know.
0: ivermectin
2: you know what, Mike? Have we ever have we have we ever started over? Because this might be a time we we need to start oh. over. I think.
1: Well, there's a lot of itchy people out there. And I've yeah. seen the reviews.
0: This is all staying.
1: This is all staying. <laughs> yeah. No. Once it's a train wreck, you can't restart. Yeah.
0: I mean, you got to look at yeah. it happening.
1: Everyone's Speaking gonna be because this is good. This is, gonna, wait, this is going to get people talking because people are going to go, wow, Pete, a rare miss. Did you hear Pete this week? Yeah. It it's was a rare early. miss. Yeah. It's oh, did you hear can, Pete? We yeah, can restart. Rare, and it'll be like Pete, do... rare miss, hashtag. It'll be a thing.
0: Should I immediately like- just <laughs> Calm down, pivot? Charlie. Should we pivot this thing to uh, like talking about your feet again so we can get this thing back no. on track?
1: <laughs> We're not going to talk about my feet until they're in mayo. Dan, okay, you care to talk talk about that? No?
0: Well, anyway, no. No? speaking I of train wrecks, if you'd like to no sponsor this show, you could join Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. Uh, no, big thanks to uh, our patrons. You guys are awesome. People actually we- sponsor this. If you like Crazy. feet, you're going to love our patrons. <laughs> yeah, we got a new post up. Uh, Feedy Peedy is the name of the post. Just <laughs> check it out.
1: It's just a tape measure that is just feet instead of inches.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, big thanks to Dylon Scott, I believe it's pronounced. Because I spit hot fire. Um, he is the newest member of the Meh Army. So Dylon. we got to get some man army shirts da- out there. Is Dan, oh, wait, you it, got some designs? Oh, okay. Thank you. I got the hold design on, done. Hold on. Hold on. I got the design. Isn't done. that guy's name Dylan? No, I'm pretty sure it's Dylon. Dylon. The five oh, greatest, okay. rappers five time. greatest rappers of all time. Five greatest rappers of all
1: time. Dylon, 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 Dylon. <laughs> spit, a, fire. Was, I,
0: I wanted to make that joke because I'm going to put that <laughs> sound bite at the very beginning of the show. For the <laughs> <Easter egg. laughs> oh, sorry. sorry um, it ruined everything. Everything's ruined. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe she should go eat more mayo. Uh, hey, but also, speaking of Patreon, Let's we did something mayo. this week. Speaking <laughs> of mayo and Patreon, we uh we picked – well, we set up a, a post. And, and if you're a patron, you could jump into there on a patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. And you could, uh, you know, say your favorite moment or title from the show or whatever. And then we picked all the people who posted on that post. And we picked five winners. And we are giving them tumblers. But we also picked – we took all of our VIP patrons and we put them on a list and we did a random number generator and we pulled one person from that list. Dan is going to tell us all six winners <clears> of those <throat> two different giveaways who are all getting tumblers.
2: Well, Michael Coffee, thank thank you, you, let me tell you. <clears throat> the uh, VIP winner was Alex Copa-Jons. Ooh, and Alex. He's getting a tumbler. The tumbler, by the way, a tumbler. Not the website. It's not a... It's not a gymnastics
1: tumbler. You're,
0: you're not gonna get a small person who's really good at rolling around on the ground. First of all, we can't afford that.
1: It's like a, it's you like a cows, travel. Small people. It's
0: like a travel
2: coffee mug. <laughs> this is that's what we call it. it. That's what we call it here in the Midwest. <laughs> not a tumbler. They're t- getting a. They're getting a, tumbler. <laughs> they're getting a tumbler with the uh, AWP logo on it. Uh, a coffee custom builds logo, a Petrie's workshop logo, and rumor has it it's going to have a Daniel Dunlap woodwork. That's logo for the VIP well.
0: winner. The VIP winner only. Yes, this is a very special tumbler. Yep, it's going to be worth at least one dollar more than what we would normally charge for. <clears throat> Easily a dollar more. <laughs> uh, so we had five other winners that they're all getting a
2: tumbler that's going to have the AWP logo on it only. And uh, those five winners are T.W. Woodworking, Daniel Langley, Jessica Yan, Josh Mulligan, and David Saint Laurent.
1: Laurent awesome. Saint Laurent. He's French. Saint Laurent. Uh, Saint Laurent. So everybody, Let's do this for thirty. Say minutes. It like you got a huge shout out to
2: everybody. Huge <laughs> shout out to everybody who is a patron. Yeah, seriously, we you appreciate
0: awesome, you man. so much. Yep, yep. And also, you know, this show we got such great listeners. You guys are so great. And so many of you have made so many great reviews for this great show. (laughs) And we're going to jump right into the review segment now. And I think I have a review segment sound. And I've got a... (laughs) I've got it. It's Dan. He's going <laughs> to sing it right now. Oh, Black Betty. Ramble him. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I just remembered. I'm so glad I remembered because it's my new favorite thing. And this whole week, Robin and I have been randomly saying,
3: "Oh, Black Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Black
0: Betty. <laughs> it's the best. I got to get it on my phone so it's my text. I can't wait till you and me. Robin uh, randomly eat spoonfuls of mayo. Oh, it's going to be yeah. just chasing after our Dunlap yeah. lives. They are um, waiting until
1: the next house. That's why.
0: Right, we got to wait, yep. Uh, so the first review is from Isaac F 63 Not sure what that means, but meh army is the subject of his review. It says, my golf game improved by six strokes thanks to Mike and Pete and that one guy who sounds like Jim Gaffigan.
1: <laughs>
0: six strokes? Six strokes. Guys,
1: so I don't know if in you guys row. know a lot about golf, but that is six in a row. Six in a row. Mm. That mm. is six in a row
0: uh footy on fire footie, that is really good that's tiger woods numbers um i once had a rabbit as a pet my neighbor's dog killed it right in front of me and my sisters but i'd forgotten all about that traumatic event after listening to another woodshop podcast <laughs> thanks guys and keep up the meh content i'm glad you started writing
1: that review listen to our podcast and finished it
0: clearly didn't remember the beginning uh, oh, speaking of itchiness, Pete, oh, this yeah. is very timely. Uh, yeah. If you know, you know, is the subject of this review. It says, "There's an itch I can't scratch now." Thanks, AWP. Yeah, very. So, av- you're A great
1: singer once said, "Itchy, itchy yaya, Gaga, Gaga." Whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever the thing is.
0: <laughs> so good. So, I wish I, I need it. to get my laugh track button ready for this episode. Uh, roses and t- <laughs> roses and toilets. Uh, this is from Merca Abrasives. Oh. This is Ed at Oak Oakridge Ridge Woodworks. He made his username <laughs> Mirka <Undercover> Braces. braces. <laughs> that's good, Ed.
1: That is the good. Emotion. That is that good. Is, oh, that's bonus uh,
0: points right there. Roses are red, violets are blue. If you love oval toilets, AWP's for you.
1: <laughs> oh, my man. <laughs> Mirka knows what's up. Mirka, can we get that six-inch oval head on there? Come on. <laughs>
0: That was good. Um, and then hey, JD over at Dimension Woodworks. JD's a good guy. Oh my god, there's another one. Oh, there's more. Uh, Is this supposed to happen after listening to AWP? It now burns when I pee, (laughs) but I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good. It it means that's a good.
0: That's a good. It means it's it's working.
1: (laughs) It's a good.
3: It's a pee pee
0: burn. Uh that's yeah. all of our uh, reviews for this week. Uh Black Betty. <laughs> ramblin' or something. Um
3: Um
1: What what does he and or she actually say?
0: Oh Black Bloody. Whoa, Black, 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 black Bloody. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the where's a bleep button? Not on this podcast. <laughs> I retire. Is it blam um. the
1: lamb? Blam blam? Blam Betty Blam Blam. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> okay, thank you. No one knows. Time.
1: Next time I do a video and it's like a sped up version of me like running through something through a planer, it's just gonna like I'm gonna run it through, and instead of the high pitched sound because it's sped up, it's just gonna go bam <laughs> You're
0: gonna all about oh,
2: that. Whoa, whoa, Black Betty, Bamba Lamb,
1: Bamba Lamb, Bam,
0: Bam, Bamba Lamb. Wow, that's some really insightful lyrics. Thank you. Um, uh, originally performed by Wham Jam. Okay ramjan <laughs> all yes, righty ramjan. blam blam uh, well that's it for the review segment of the show
1: so we're gonna quickly guys segue. keep them coming these are yeah. ridiculous i don't yeah, love we'll, it
0: <sighs> you guys are awesome i just I I have just a hard have time breathing, breathing. thank you everybody the person
1: that finds our podcast goes why well, This is a highly rated podcast top 100 cool what then they hey, listen and to go, this is got lofty
2: goals
0: there. Top 100. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. you' well, sure. are.
1: Top 100. Have you seen our New Zealand numbers? Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> New Zealand, we're number one. We're number uh, 97 in hobbies in New Zealand. Thank you, New yeah. Zealand. Once again, you've come through clutch. Well, let's get into the next segment. And Dan is, of course, going to sing us into <laughs> what's on my bench right now. What's on my bench? There, there it is. Pete's got the lyrics ready to go. It's amazing. Um...
1: Forgot I owned that. a shirt. <laughs> found it in the bottom of a drawer.
0: Oh my gosh, come on. Represent Blam, blam. Uh okay, so this first question is from uh Wayne wait, wait, over Wait,
1: wait, wait.
0: Wait. Like. What? What's on your bench? Oh god, I'm high. Come on, dude. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just My brain is weeks. like jumping- <laughs> This first, uh, is it me We're on the bench? Shot. Just on Wait. Everyone's all messed up. I'm, to do. I'm highly distracted. I got I'm, a lot of things. I don't things think I've ever heard, right heard you slip up sure, that sure, bad. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> this is real embarrassing. Is it my week <clears throat> to do what's well, on my bench we,
1: first? Yeah, well Dan go well. first. Dan
0: go first. No, Dan go first. I need to slam water. first. Pete, you go first. I'm not I'm first. going, I'm water, not going first. Pete go first. I gotta slam water. I haven't looked at my
1: Instagram yet to see what I can do. Okay, fine.
0: I'll go. Wait. Someone make a weird blam blam noise. I gotta
1: joke. Oh, blam blam! Oh, blam blam! All right, thank you. I was gonna lose blam-balam.
0: my voice. <laughs> okay, so listen, we're totally not in the voicemail section. That'd be really crazy. Uh, that'd be out of order. We're ahead of its of time. Order. Yeah, my brain is my brain's a little a little wobbly right now. Um, is it too late to start over? <laughs> no, this is this is fire content. This is what they don't pay for. You know we've made it uh, when we just don't care anymore.
1: <laughs> Remember how we used to edit the podcast every dead silence.
2: Out? I like how. What's like me. how like at the beginning of the, <laughs> at the beginning of the show before we actually hit record, Mike is like, "Okay, I have the uh, I have the format
0: of the show that this was how for we're gonna me. <laughs> I'm a mess right now."
4: Yeah. <laughs> Listen,
0: I screwed up the format that I set up. It's all good. So this week on my bench, uh, it's been a really really. Um, i've had a very active week on monday i delivered that huge table finally that was amazing that felt really good uh the delivery was really stressful there was, it was elm, uh, right yeah it was a big know. elm table it was uh 124 inches long 39 inches wide and the leg was 32 inches so and that was all attached so um We had to go up the uh, man lift outside of the side of the building up to the seventh floor. We had it on a a drywall. In your area, the man lift. (laughs) lift. (laughs) Um, Stage three is Amber at the man lift. lift. No, (laughs) so um, it's not Amber. It's Stanley. Stanley? Oh, it's a oh, it's a it's a dude. It's a dude joint. Man lift. Gotcha. Okay. I was thinking like like man lift. Anyway. Nope. um, Nope. Okay. So put it on a drywall cart and four of us there's two of us on each side moving it through these pretty tiny hallways it it fit fine i mean every the hallways were fine it was getting it off the uh, the main landing area was tough but what just
1: i'm just thinking had a really tough time fitting it into man lift what it do just, you mean there's a lot it. of jokes there's a lot of it's <laughs> too small it's hard to lift Anyway, but once again, small, I'm going
2: to
0: bring up. Do you guys want to start over or? Paco's going to t- town in the background.
1: <laughs> just,
0: his BH is all clean now. Yep. Um. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. Throw, throw, shoot him with a nerf gun or something. This is distracting. All I can I need the bug assault. <laughs> bug assault. Hey, salt. that's that's my that weapon. on the edge. He's just going to town on himself, and you just shoot him with the bug assault. <laughs> what a messed up <laughs> scenario. Anyway. Got that delivered, um, and I'm now just kind of in, like, catch-up mode with a bunch of the other orders I've got. Uh, That's been kind of overtaking my whole shop for the last week and a half. Um, I got these two cornhole boards I just finished up last night. Those are getting delivered on Monday. And then um, my Etsy store took off like crazy. Uh, They have that Star Seller thing, and that kind of went live yesterday for me. Now Dan's mad at me, he just unfollowed me. I just got a notification for um but I got the star seller thing and it' just like you I got get notified just... for that. yeah, that's oh my why God. I pay for
1: the app <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the uh I got some explainer to do to a few people <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i've got you uh, you ate a you ate a better explain those things to some people
1: <laughs> uh you ate a mayo spoonful earlier.
2: <laughs> you're really. You're really stretching this. That
1: was
0: (laughs) tough. Uh, uh, You better make something about this. No, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, just just the shop's been kind of crazy. I've had a bunch of uh, there's some, there's three really big potential jobs I'm working on right now. Uh, I'm not, you know, there's no assurance that any one of them is going to happen. I had a big meeting on Tuesday with a client or potential client for very very exciting job that I won't talk about because uh, we're in the very, very early phases of it. Uh, we're going to kind of get things figured out over the next month, but it's something I've never done ever. I'm in fact, I'm cornhole an after words. It's going to be cornhole boards made of OSB only. And no, it's a, this is a, uh, the, they it's won't just slide gu- at all. They're guaranteed where they hit, business. they stay. <laughs> <Yeah. Boom>. <laughs> 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 um, but the the project with this this uh well th- this backer I guess it's a project like nothing I've ever done. It's it's gonna be a really uh, technical test of my abilities. I'm gonna have to learn a bunch of new stuff. So it's very intriguing, and I hope to share more about it soon. And then there's a couple other items that I'm working on as well in the background. They're kind of they're both really really big pr- really really big. Uh, they'd be really big contracts. So really hoping to have that happen. But the biggest thing that's going on in my life right now is that my wife and I finally signed the papers on that new house today and we're gonna get keys on today is Thursday. We're gonna get keys on um, Tuesday. We can't get keys tomorrow because the sellers live in Idaho now and Idaho. You know, uh, yes, every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, um, once sorry. again,
2: you want to start over or yeah, I
0: think 20 minutes in, we should just do it now. Right. We, we have a good, pretty good outline now. We That's it. Do a pretty That's good one. the line. <laughs> That's it. No, we, uh, so anyway, we're going to get keys on Tuesday. Really excited about this house. I just can't wait to share it with everyone. Um, it's really cool. It's just such a cool house. There's a lot of cool things to it. It needs, it needs a lot of work. The house is 40 years old. The property is just amazing. So, um, a lot of cool things going on there. I'll be able to share with everyone. Um, but that's kind of the my big thing coffee. Going to... Pine farmer. Pine ranch. herder. Homeowner. Mini- miniature cow. Uh, oh, miniature like, cow <laughs> herder. I'm legit. My wife and I are very serious. We want to get miniature cows. I know you guys are making fun of me um, about my weight. But um, <laughs> I, we really they, do want to get cows. They like to be called cows.
1: LCs? Little cows? Little cows? <laughs> <laughs> like
0: like they're mumble rappers or something? <laughs> um Anyway, we're getting some little cows. Oh, we want to really bad, so we gotta get all that figured out. We game. call By them way, little cows. You know, legit? Little cows? No, like,
1: everyone, please Google them or Bingham. Oh, seriously. Miniature They're adorable. cows?
0: They're real cute. Like yeah, We were looking cute. at goats. Goats are a lot cheaper, but they're like escape artists and they're kind of a pain. I also so think loud. Luna would... Yeah, and they're loud. I'm pretty sure Luna would uh, kill them all, whereas the well, miniature cows... I don't I've seen think... Luna run. Yeah, well, I think ah. she could still take them down. But the miniature cows, I think it wouldn't be such a big deal. I think she'd just kind of be scared of you them. You know
1: that so. scene in Lion King when Mufasa gets taken down by all the like the galloping... Why you get, Why animals? you got to bring that up? Why That's you like when this? Luna runs...
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like a slow. Mo- it's like the Hulk running in uh, one of the Avengers movies. But um, yes, yeah, so that's actually spot on. <laughs> it's very like not, none of the dyna- the physical dynamics make sense. Everything's moving very. Yeah, yeah, it's a very slow trot. But anyway, that's what's going on in the house. Is we're locking down on the house, and uh awesome, builds is real busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. I wish I could talk about more of it, but I can't. So I'm just kind of in the shop getting caught up in things and trying to get things uh, put to bed before the move. And then, oh, I did want to talk about the power situation because I didn't talk about it. Yeah, so bring that
1: up. Well, you mentioned yeah. that. What's going on?
0: So um, my worst fears were confer- confirmed. Dan doesn't like power talk. I forgot. I will not talk about this. <clears> Dan, Dan take a nap. Like it, so.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to. Yeah.
0: No, so uh, the shop only does only have 40 amps running to it with a direct burial wire. So it's pretty much useless. Uh, so I can't really work much around it right now. Uh, I have to immediately get the power company to start running the 200 amp panel there. Um, so in the interim, what I'm going to be doing is in our garage, which is going to suck, but for about three months, I'm going to be running my big dru- my big dust collector, my jointer, my planer, and the new sander. So I'll be doing all of like my dimensioning in there because the new Sanders coming in like a week. Um, oh, nice. So that's all going to be in that <clears throat> one room, and then I can. We, my uncle and I, were kind of going through the power situation, and we can run everything else in the shop. So the CNC is only thirty amps, um, and that's like maybe I don't even think it actually runs that much. I think it runs more like twenty, and then um, the the small dust collector that I have you that I have attached to the cnc that's the pflux mm-hmm. one on 220 that thing only runs like eight amps or seven amps or something yep. like that it's so i'll be under the 40 amp threshold and i will uh be able to run the cnc over there i'm also going getting a sub panel
1: for the the garage or no just gonna run so, it yeah so my there. uncle and i
0: are gonna put well we're trying to figure that out we're, we're just to make it easy i think we're gonna run a hundred amp sub panel off there and then just run one 40 amp circuit and one 30 amp circuit because the sander the jointer and the planer are all 40 amp so I'll plug them all into the same outlet, but I'll never run them at the same time, you know what I mean? And then I'll run the 30 amp dust collector. So that'll only actually be like 70 amps, which is probably going to pull like 50. So I'm not really worried about that. That's going to be all right. <clears throat> but on the, the main shop is going to have the act, like all my powered hand tools and everything else will be in there. I just won't be able to run them all at the same time if I'm running the CNC, which is kind of my situation now. So for a few months, I'll kind of be in the same situation where I have some tools on another part of, you know, over in the garage, which the bummer thing is now the the reason I hate my shop so much is because my shop's chopped up into two locations. Well, now it's going to physically be chopped up into two locations and they're like a hundred feet apart from each other. So like when I work on some pieces of wood, I'm going to have to like load them in my truck and drive them over to the other side of the shop to do the finish work on them, which is a huge bummer. So, but you'll have a lot more floor space, right? Yeah. I'm going to have way more floor space, but as soon as that new power comes in by like the beginning of the year, or by the end of this year, I guess, in the next couple, two, three months, I'll be golden. So it's going to be just fine. And then by then, um, my contractor friend, he's already been out. He's We're, we're in the preliminary stages of getting the shop edition figured out. So uh, I mentioned this before, but the shop on the property is 24 by 36. So it's like 850 square feet or 900 square feet or something like that. We're going to be adding on to the back of that 35 by 40. So, that's going to take the, shul- full, the full shop size to about <clears throat> 2,250 <clears throat> square feet. So, it's going to be a real dream scenario. So, the new the new addition is going to have both CNC's, the spray booth, and the lasers in it. And then the front shop area will just be the woodworking stuff and my now, shop. Can you
1: elaborate on the fact that you just said both CNC's? I don't know if everyone's aware.
0: What? I thought the I mentioned whole- it, but I'm keeping my SWIFT. And I'm getting a new CNC from Laguna. I'm getting the Smart Shop 2. It's um, going to be a huge upgrade for the shop. I've got to get that all lined up like immediately, actually. Now that the escrow stuff's done, i got to get the loan all done. Uh, but I'm going to get the Smart Shop 2. It's got a 12-horsepower spindle. It's got dual 9-horsepower vacuum pump bed. for the. It's a 5x10. It's got um, a 7-tool auto tool changer. And it's going to be a monster in the shop. I'm going to be able to run full automated stuff. Like I'll be able to have seven tools on there. So for jobs like this one I'm doing for uh, this company out <coughs> of Kansas, I won't have to – I'll just load the sheet on it and just let it do its thing. So it's going to be really nice for that kind of stuff. And I'm going to – I was looking at buying um, – it was actually the dude we met at your house, Dan, Zach, over there at Rustic Lumber Store. I was really seriously looking at buying that joint wood machine he has um, – but he showed
2: a. He showed a really Wood good video. is also another strip club name. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say he showed a really good video of it in use on his. Uh, it's amazing. Instagram
2: page. Yeah, I mean
0: it, it's a really great machine, and it is something I'd like to look into down the road. But uh, I'm actually with two CNCs. It seems kind of like kind of ridiculous. So I can use a CNC to flatten. I mean, with a slab flatten a dedicated slab flattening machine. It, what kind of what kind of spindle did you say that was going to have? The new one's going to have a 12 horsepower spindle. Air cooled. Um, have, uh, have you looked into
2: Have uh, you looked into using a Makita trim rattle? <laughs> trim rattle,
1: <laughs>
0: trim rattle. Oh, let's start over. I'm gonna. Let's sh- I'm gonna sh- sh- yeah. yeah, let's start over. Let's start over. <laughs> no, <laughs> is it too late? To start over. Yeah. <laughs> no, the. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be really nice. I'm really excited about that machine. It is really just a. I can't wait to get that machine in the shop. So uh, the new sander is on its is gonna be on its way. Actually, I just got to call Laguna. And tell them to ship that, and then when I do that, I'm going to be paying for the new laser. So the new laser's coming, the new sander's coming, and then um, uh, the CNC will be coming. I don't know how long that's going to take. Take a few weeks, I think. So um, I'll get all that set up, <coughs> but it's kind of going to sit. I'm not going to have power for it, <laughs> so that that super sucks. I'm not going to have any power have for any of that yet. No, I'll no. have it. It sucks making the payment on it, but it's going to sit there until power's all figured out. So
1: that's not that bad.
0: Um, you'll you'll get it done. Best. yeah i it saying go, that that, that
1: power company might be able to get out there a little sooner than you thought
0: yeah they said it's two to three months but <clears> the gal who is like my um she like holds my hand through the process they're like a rep i guess they walk you through the whole process of that she um she was like uh you're i look she was looking at the top or the aerials of my property and she's <clears> like <throat> yeah this pole is really close to that shop she's talking about you of course Pete um, she said the pole is really close. she's talking She the pole is really close to the shop so she thinks we only have to put one pole in and then we ha- then we should be able to run the overhead it shouldn't it should be really quick yeah it should be really quick so um, anyway we'll see how that works out can you
1: Mike can you off topic but can you remind me of that phrase you were using for that type of cord or cable
0: oh the baloney cord
1: <laughs> yes I will give you the <laughs> Polish baloney cord so three, the, uh, amp, three phase. Just to explain 200 amps. Just to explain what that is. It what that is
0: it's, t- it's for temporary power. My dad, when he was building his shop in Montana, he had a 100-amp baloney cord for his mm-hmm. shop, and mm-hmm. he was running everything out there. So we're, we actually – my dad's like, hey, Mike, I've got this thing. I'm not using it because his shop is done out there. So he's – they're coming back on the 11th. So I might actually just end up using that and put everything <laughs> into the new shop anyway. So I might be all right.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. I know Dan's giggling, but what is a baloney cord? I'm That's really
0: just curious. what they call it. it I think you know is what it like is. The size of a stick of bologna, but it has to be that big because it runs like 200 feet. <laughs> Hold on. <Yeah>. So, so <laughs> is
1: it? Uh-huh. Is this
0: it? I mean, you're nailing it. If anyone can do this right now, it's you.
1: Something's getting. I nailed. mean, you better all run right.
0: this joke all the way to the end, Pete. If you're going to get halfway there, you better finish this joke halfway out. There.
1: Oh, bottom <laughs> no. out, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <clears> I, I want have to mute t- my mic because I was dying. <laughs> Dan's Dan's so, dude, old
0: man coughs off. Mic. Anyway, Pete's Pete's tonsils <laughs> are destroyed.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> Dan swallowed <yeah>. his. <laughs> Look if this if this show title isn't baloney cord or
0: some it's such, variant. for
1: sure. <laughs> Three phase baloney cord. Three phase baloney
0: cord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, writing that down. That's the winner. Uh,
1: that's fun. Yeah, that's good. Oh my goodness. So anyway, anyway. It,
0: Anyone who works with electrical or works on a construction site knows what it is. It has. It's pronounced "bologna." Okay, (laughs) it's this big, huge cord (laughs) that you can run into a power source, like out of a out of a out of a panel, and it has a huge box with a. Why do you keep pretending to play a trumpet? Or a trumpet. It's a big baloney cord, and sometimes they have two going into one. No.
4: Um, Anyway, (laughs)
0: all right. Wait, can you get can you get six phase if you run six in a row? If I get two, three phases in a row. I can get six in a, six row. In a row. Six six okay. in a row, yeah. One time Isn't I got the
1: dumbest words on a bench <laughs> that we've ever done. It's just the, <laughs> the last worst. two minutes. The rest of it was fire.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh Dan, what's on your bench? I gotta mute. Oh Andrew. god. Uh Whoa, Black Betty. Mayhem
2: bam. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got nothing that's as good as Mike's. what's
1: on my bench. Um Tell us about the I did a lot table. of I did a base. lot of finger
2: joints. I did a lot of finger in this week. Whole lot of fingering. Um, damn, damn, I've been I've been working on those slide tables for the San Francisco ugh. client. Lucky Kayla. And, Sorry, I had to. <laughs> <undo that. laughs> hey, hey. Sorry, too far. Hey now. Um, Ramblin'. So yeah, I, I've been working on those tables, and and one of his one of his uh, references not references one of his requests was a forty two inch yeah a forty two inch slide table with a twenty inch height and i don't i don't know if if he got his measurements crossed or if i got my reading crossed you know I can't read well i'm from nebraska <clears throat> but i made i made the i made the slide table twenty inches high with a forty two inch cantilever which seemed like excessive right so i messaged him and I, and I said i think we need to put some sort of like uh, structure here to to stabilize it a little bit because it's 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 a little bouncy. Mm. And he goes, "Oh my gosh, I am so glad you reached out because it should have been twenty inches high by forty two inches long instead of <laughs> the way I made it, which is like completely opposite." So <clears throat> that's all been for naught. So I need to redo that. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna eat it. I think uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna like make him redo it or. Repay me for it But anyways uh, I've been I've been working on Several other things I got Etsy orders Coming out uh, I I just sent Bow ties To the Netherlands That boggles the mind Nice To me I realize I'm the old guy On the podcast But it's crazy That I'm making stuff That goes like Almost halfway Around the world That is I'm Insane to me I'm making stuff <laughs> It's pretty Bow ties pretty To the guy.
0: Netherlands <laughs> Where's my mayo?
2: <clears throat> so uh that that's happening. I'm I'm uh doing some more table base uh ups and uh templates that my client doesn't like so much, but hey, I did them <laughs> and they're nice, I think. <laughs> but, I also but, hey, did some I did them. Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, I did them. My-
2: I don't have anything exciting. I don't have this is exciting. hurricane. I don't have this hurricane. I, I'm not Ur- buying I'm sorry, a wait, house. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Say hurricane. Hurricane. Say hurricane one more time. Hurricane. Say, can you say Hurricane Ida? Hurricane Ida. Thank you, Dan. What? You're done now. <laughs> Keep going. Alrighty. <laughs>
2: can we start over? No. <clears throat> is it too late? Um, hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> i get that reference that's funny okay. um <clears throat> so <laughs> i've made i've made like uh some some uh clamping squares how Not are they exciting. selling they, they
1: seem like they're, they're i sold kids. two dude like i need to i have to i
2: have kids to feed everybody so he's got a day no i you don't want to i don't want, 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 want to like, like Make you feel bad, but that's not true. You know,
0: my kids, my kids need to eat.
1: So. In the eyes of an <laughs> angel, oh God, that makes people take money from Dan when you sing it, Pete. <laughs> my I don't. Back. I
2: don't have a whole lot of things going on. Ju- just that stuff. So uh, Pete tell me,
1: no, "You got a busy man, week, man.
2: Much, it's not that much. It's not that much. It, I Mike do. Is, I do a lot of. I Mike He's just really naps.
1: good at embellishing. Not embellishing. He's very but good. But he's a good storyteller." A simple table sounds like an epic story. It's not a diss. Mm. It's like it's just Mike has a way of a way with words. You so you got a lot of stuff going on too, man. I feel, I wrote just as much for you as I did for Mike. Now for me, get ready, sit back, take a nap. Let's go. All right, I'm, gonna, All I'm right. gonna go to
2: the restroom at that school.
1: <laughs> All right. Now I'll, uh, I got some I mayo
2: got, coming back up.
1: <laughs> for those of you that don't know what Dan's talking about. And would prefer a, to not mute we yourself. We did a poll the <laughs> on the
0: pre-show. And his name was Pete.
1: Heyo, <laughs> and um, Dan took a spoon, spoon and a half full of mayo right to his mouth. He he ate a whole spoonful of mayo because he brought it up, and then we challenged him, and he worst. did it. It was the worst thing ever. Um, but if you want to watch worst.
0: it, check out our YouTube. <laughs> if you hate yourself, uh, check Ugh.
1: out our YouTube. <laughs> All right. What's going on in my shop? So I was uh, literally after we left off last week with the podcast, I started hanging things on walls and ceilings because I needed to get things off the floor. Um, I was going back and forth for like two weeks. And Mike and Dan know because I kept going back and forth in a chat too about doing my my floors in my shop. The floors weren't in bad shape. There there was no major cracks in it or whatever. It was just little micro cracks. And it was really dirty though. It was a lot of oil, a lot of mm-hmm. rust, a lot of... Just just random mayo spills, things like that. And
0: <laughs> from your feet.
1: And this is gonna sound really dumb, but growing up, I watched a lot of uh Top Gear and just other like other shows on History Channel, whatever, and like when we when they would do car shows or whatever, there would be really cool floors in all these shops. They would be like the you know, that Rust-Oleum floor with the flakes tossed, a gray floor with like blue and gray and white flakes. And I've always wanted that because like that is the American dream. The American dream is you a big garage with gray floor with flakes. Right, Dan? He gets it. Dan just walked back into the room. Perfect timing. So
0: No one's you know, as confused I finally, as I am, Dan. Don't worry. That's fine.
1: So I was, I was generally not going to do it. I was like, I just need to get the tools spinning. Let me just get this shop set up. I need to start doing stuff. But then I was talking to some people and I finally went, you know what? Screw it. I have the fl- I have the stuff. YOLO,
0: if you will. YOLO.
1: I'm gonna do this once. It's gonna take four or five days. I got it all mapped out, kinda rough, rough times. I picked the worst, most humid week to do it, which was super fun. But I said I'm gonna do it and I'm I'm gonna be happy for the next five, ten years, however long I'm in this shop. Guys, doing these floors, one of the most laborious, annoying, annoying things I've ever done in my life. Just scrub it. Because first of all, you have to degrease everything. You have to wash everything with a de- with degreaser. Rinse it off like three or four times until there's no more bubbles. Etch it with an like a, basically an etching solution, which is just an, like an acid you dissolve. And then I had to rinse it off like six or seven times the entire shop, squeegee the whole thing. And then after it dried for 24 hours, you can apply paint. And I ended up doing it with all of my tools in my shop. So I did half and then the other half. After saying all that, it being a huge pain in the butt, really inconveniencing me, being really humid and hot, I 100% recommend it. The shop feels amazing. Like, I'm so... Anytime I just turn on the lights in there, it's just... It's bright. The floor has a light reflective sheen to it. That's cool, But it's got a good traction to it. It just feels so much better than, like, the floor that was in there. Like, legitimately feels brighter and it just feels so clean. I also... Took a bunch of stuff. I threw stuff out. I organized. I put stuff in the shed or the uh, trailer. And the shop has so much room in it. I my main goal was I wanted at least one section of the shop to have a like a five by ten section where I can drop a sheet of plywood, take the track you saw a to what? it. A, a sheet of plywood. Oh, sheet of plywood. Okay. <laughs> Did I speak. I heard Jeez. the same thing. Oh, oh, oh. A sheet I gotta of plywood. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drop a sheet of plywood. Um, but I wanted to be, be able to do that and then put a track saw down and actually cut it up into pieces. Not only do I have that one section, I have a whole nother section that has that same about footprint. I got more shelving coming for organization. I got my CNC coming. Hopefully, I don't know, onefinity, whenever they decide to ship it. It could be anywhere between next week and December. Yeah. What's up, Dan? What's up? You're waving.
2: Nope.
1: Hmm? Yeah, Dan, um, Dan's a big fan. Um, but anyways, highly recommend the floors. They're great. I'm super excited to have it in there and slowly start setting up my shop. Uh, aside from that, I did a couple other things. I, I swapped out a toilet, which is the first time I ever did a toilet by myself. I got two more to do. Super exciting, homeowner, boring stuff. Uh, I hung up my dust collector using climbing gear because I uh, was by myself and they're heavy. Uh, I don't know if you guys, well, you've lifted up one of those things. They're kind of annoying. So I ended up like making, using all my rescue gear for climbing to, um, to get it up there. But, uh, that was fun. I actually got to post that video. Um, my buddy Carmine was over. We were working on a van a little bit. We ran all the electrical. We got all the lights. We got cedar ceilings up. We, um. The, the panel and everything for the batteries in there so that's pretty cool so we're kind of nearing the end where we start doing the finishing work on it nice um uh what else oh a couple fun items that landed in my shop this week i got the bug assault dan nodded to it <laughs> earlier i got the bug assault salt shotgun airsoft gun whatever this thing's amazing it it really does take care of bugs and there's some big bugs out here. We're out in the country. So Dan, you saw some of the bugs we have here in my stories. And Dan says he's not coming anymore in October. Mm -hmm. Nope. Don't worry. Those bugs don't live past September. It's fine. It's fine, buddy. Don't worry. Um, so I got that. I got the, uh, ice pick landed in my shop. I think Dan, you got one as well. Uh, this was the last one that, um, Aaron made Jeremy Aaron. We all know him as Aaron. Um, so, the last batch that he made, it sold out within, like, a day. We were able to get our hands on it. Um, and then I got a pair of Brunt boots. And, yo, they're the most comfortable boots I've ever gotten in my life.
0: Facts. I'm excited
1: to just, like, wear them around and, like, run a shop. So, I got the, like, uh, what are they called? I'm blanking on their name. Marin's. The Marin's? Yo, they're, they're comfy. I've had some. I've had, I'm not a big boot fan because I think I've been buying the wrong boots my whole life, honestly. Um... Oh, and so last thing that I'm super excited about is in my 3D printing room, I have this like area where I just do all my shipping and the orders have been picking up like just like Mike and Dan, like the Etsy orders have been picking up. The star seller thing has been nice.
2: I'm not a star seller.
1: Well, you will be soon.
2: You're getting like
0: 10 a week though, you said. Yeah. That's good.
1: yeah man you're, you're still getting some good orders and it's it's picking up it's all about traffic with etsy it's like you'll it's numbers it. yeah, you gotta keep win. getting orders you'll get in you'll get it dude um it's every month so you're gonna get it in uh, yeah. october if anything
0: you're getting more orders than i am on etsy
1: yeah so i set up a ship like i actually organize and whatnot the this whole shipping area i got all my boxes everything all in one spot i gotta post a a that, that picture as well the last like day and a half I basically been mia off of Instagram because of other stuff that's been going on but I got the shipping area all sorted out it really makes it makes me so efficient it actually makes shipping stuff a lot easier and more fun instead of kind of grinding through it because it would usually take me like an hour or two every day to just get through orders now it's just super fast just six minutes a minute per order max um, and then the last thing is hurricane Ida hit and this it, this is a genuine like call out to everyone that's been affected by it. uh this was bad for the East Coast, so everywhere from Louisiana to New York uh was hit really really bad. We got off very lucky we are we are fine. we just had some leaking, some roof leaking in a basement things like that um my brother in-law is actually living with us right now. his entire apartment got completely flooded uh another buddy of mine uh a tree came down on his car. another friend of mine was going through. Hoboken, New Jersey, which is like it oversees New York, and she she FaceTimed us at one point, and she was like she's freaking out, panicking. We're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? She's like, I don't know what to do, and she's knee deep in this like wastewater that's just running through the streets of Hoboken, and like we're like she's two blocks away from our house. We're like, just keep powering through, keep powering through. By the time she got to her apartment, she was like thigh deep in this water. She's freaking out. She's like, there's something. This is like poop water. My God, it's like something touching my legs. We're like, no, it's not poop water. You're it's gone. just rain. You're it's fine. Out <laughs> just, just keep going. So sucks. it was, it was really bad. A lot of people lost their cars, apartments, like some family <laughs> members, other family members and friends that have lost other things. It's just, it's really rough and everyone impacted by it. it, it like my heart goes out to you because it's, it's a lot. It's really a lot. Um, we're basically, or Emma and her family spent half the day like Getting my brother-in-law back on his feet in his apartment and basically has to move out for a couple of weeks until he clean the place up. So hope everyone's okay. Uh, please shoot me a line. Let me know how you guys are doing. If there's anything I can do to help because uh, things got bad out here, like crazy, crazy flooding. So anyways, that's, that was a big what's on a bench. But um, shall we go to questions?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that's a fantastic idea. And actually this Thanks. time I'll actually play them at the right time. And it? now that I've absolutely when I panicked when you told me, hey, what are you doing trying to play questions right now? <clears throat> what are you I doing? Closed out, yeah, I closed out the files app. Uh anyway, yeah, we got so five questions stalling. this week. Yeah, so I'm stalling and bring it up right now. Uh this first question's from Wayne over at Goose Woodworking. This is what Wayne has to say.
4: Hey guys, it's Wayne from at Goose Woodworking on Instagram. I had a quick question. That was a follow up to a topic discussed previously on the podcast about pricing your work and making Sure that you don't undervalue uh, your time and effort that goes into a project. And recently I did uh, just that. I did a two table build for a client and looking back on it, I think I definitely undervalued uh, the project. So I'm just wondering if you ever think that it's advisable to go back to the client and just kind of let them know that they got some kind of introductory pricing or um, you know special discount or something to that effect. Uh, so as not to have them as they're hopefully giving you word of mouth referrals, that it's not setting the wrong expectation or you just let it lie and just manage expectation and do a better job on on the next client look forward to hearing your responses on that one appreciate uh the podcast love what you guys are doing and sure hope you get this I I followed the process yeah I wrote my question out uh faxed it to myself then I took the fax and scanned it and then ran it through the optical character recognition uh, and then did text-to-speech and then attached the the voice recording to the email so Hopefully got through. So I'm just kidding. Uh, Appreciate the help you guys gave me on getting the recording in. Uh, My fault for not listening to every week when you guys tell us the preferred way to uh, submit the question. So anyway, take care. Talk to you soon.
0: I don't think I like the attitude. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Hey, shout out to him for finally somebody put in a question. Yeah, we
0: know what, actually Accent, we'll bring it up scanned we'll, it. We'll bring it up real quick. I mean, we've been getting we were getting uh the only reason it was brought up Wayne was because we were getting randomly people calling in from Anchor on voicemails and we were like how is this even happening? We haven't used Anchor used to be our podcast host. And it hasn't been that way for well over a year. I mean, a yeah. year and two like 6 months or something. Anyway, a long time. And uh we didn't understand how it was happening, but apparently it was in the uh, bio on our YouTube page. So, uh, that's been rectified. So, if you want to call into the show, you can call, uh, what is it, 754 Call AWP? That could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not that's sure. It. Um, you it's call. in the show notes. Check you could out. do that. Um, it sounds like trash, usually. That's Google Voice. The best way to do it to make your audio sound good, it, <clears throat> the first thing you want to do is get in your car. You want to go on the closest highway and go yeah. about 10 Next over the airport. speed limit, roll down Only one window, so you get that weird sound when you're driving. (laughs) Back window, ideally. The helicopter dong sound. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, The best way to call in is to record a voice memo on your phone and then email that to another podcast at gmail.com. So anyway, back to Wayne's question. I'm going to throw it to pete because dan oh no dan's back okay i was really no, worried no. about that i had nine one one ready and i was about to hit the green button on my phone uh but go ahead pete why don't you go
1: yeah so uh 100 especially starting out i was there was many times where i tend to be a straight shooter with my clients that it's something that i haven't done before but like hey i'd love to take this on like i haven't done one of these so i'm gonna figure you know like basically kind of like in a way say you don't say to straight out but like I'm going to figure this out and here's the price you're going to get for it. But you don't say it in so many words or say it in different words. Um, and that's how I was getting started. Then once I got established, um, I I have a pretty easy time. Now I still have a hard time, but I have a pretty easy time with resetting expectations. Somebody's like, hey, heard you did this for this person for this cost. I'd be like, Yes, however, due to demand or whatever the answer might be, here's my price. Do you still want to proceed? And if they say no, then that's the end of the conversation. I'm not gonna waste time. Cause honestly, it's not it's not worth you going back and forth with somebody that's haggling you in price. Cause the good customers are gonna be like, Yeah, let's do it. I want your work in my house. Let's do it.
2: Dan <clears throat> Yeah, there's there's a couple ways to go about this. I'm not I'm not so sh I'm not so hit to uh reaching back to the client and saying, Hey, you got a really good deal at this, so uh just yeah. want you to know you can you can reach back to him and say, "You know, I don't want you to tell everybody the price you got because I gave you a little bit of a deal don't it just feels like you're reaching out to them and and making them feel bad about the price that they got. Just be careful how you do it i'm I'm not a big fan of that i i just i just manage expectations from from moving forward. Is is the best I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Yep. I'm not a I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of, of reaching back to the client and telling them, you know, they get they got a good deal. Manage expectations from
0: moving forward.
2: Beginning. Yeah. Mike
0: There isn't really a need to reach back and tell them. I mean you've already agreed upon it, just take it in the shorts and move on. So there's no need to. One way you could passive aggressively do it is if you have a if you're sending in an invoice send them the invoice for the amount you realized you should have sent it for, and then give them a discount and then just don't mention it at all. And then you give them that discount on the invoice and then they'll know that they got a deal. That's probably not something you want to do because they might pass along that you're giving people. They might, it might just be interpreted the wrong way, but um, best way in my opinion is to just um, not bring it up and move on. But uh, if you anticipate there being more work there, Uh, you're going to have to kind of feel the situation out. If that person's going to become a repeat customer, um, price the next thing and maybe not even mention it and say, hey, this is my price and then just kind of move on. And if they take it, they take it. And if they don't, then you didn't get the job. And that's kind of a repercussion of you messing up the pricing in the first place, which is why it's so important to get your pricing figured out. It's so important. And uh, you really need to know, you really need to – charge what you're worth or what the product's worth or what the project should be charged. So, And that might entail you reaching out to some other – because every market's different. That might entail you reaching out to some other locals who are doing what you're doing and kind of maybe coming to like a <laughs> – sounds like collusion. <laughs> As I'm saying it, it sounds like collusion. But maybe kind of getting an idea <laughs> about what you guys all are kind of your base that you're willing to charge. I've done that with a couple of guys here locally. We're all kind of on the same page. There's a local maker here who I'm actually friends with. He uh, twice way undercharged for things. And he came to me and was like, hey, I way undercharged for these things. I was like, well, yes, you did. That's really cheap, like really cheap. And now it makes it hard because that creates an expectation for the marketplace. Now when I go out there and I give the price that it should be and they think I'm overcharging them. So I explained to him the importance of 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 um like redundant, not redundancy, but I guess similar numbers, at least similar-ish numbers if we're gonna be doing the same kind of work. If it's like if it's like me and I mean we're doing custom live edge or dimensioned custom furniture, but it's like another guy down the street who's doing the uh the construction grade lumber uh farmhouse crap tables, then uh, yeah. you know, that's a different price that's a different marketplace, so you can't really like work together to like get a pricing ironed out. It's a totally different market and different customers and price points. So anyway, there's a lot to it. You just kinda have to don't try to make your customers feel bad for your mistake, because that's all it's gonna do.
4: So um this next question's from Josh the Dad. Well, hello there. It's Josh the Dad. Yep, Josh the Dad One of the big IG coming at you with this week's wonderful question. Now, this last Monday night on Drinks with DD, Monday Night Live on the big IG, someone brought up a question about router bits. And I thought, what a great opportunity for you three as a whole to discuss this and let us know what your thoughts are. Flush trim router bits. What do you use? What's the best one for, I guess you have to do an example of a project that you're working on. Is it height? Is it girth? Is it number of flutes? You know, what is it that you're looking for in a flush trim router bit to get the veins. most out of it for your projects? All right. Well, have a great week.
2: <clears throat> Dan. I'm looking for price. First and foremost. Uh, <clears throat> some of those, some of those uh the mega flush trim bit from like Whiteside or Amana or whatever, they're nice, but they're really pricey. Yeah. I got a spiral flush trim bit from white side it's i think it's a quarter inch it's not very big but it was only like 38 dollars, maybe 40 dollars, and it does the job well <clears throat> the job i want it to do it, it does well because like so if i'm if, if i'm flush trimming a piece and i'm cutting the piece out on the bandsaw before i flush trim it with a template or whatever. Um I'm trying to get as close to that line as possible. So I don't need a huge router bit. I think the big router bits are only good if uh you need to take off a bunch of material all at once. So I'm pretty good with the quarter inch white side uh flush trim spiral router bit. I think it's I think it might be an upcut. Maybe it's a down cut. I don't know. Spiral, Pete?
1: Um, so for me, it's, it, it's two router bits, but it's the, the same bit with a different bearing. So, uh, I think a half inch bit for flush trim is, I just a good standard. It's not, I would I wouldn't say like it's the minimum. I would, uh, it's the minimum I would go with. I use the Freud, Freud or Diablo. No, it's, yeah, I it might be Diablo. No, it's Freud. Freud, um, uh, flush trim bit. I have one that has a top mounted bearing, dual flute, straight, They're not spiral, so they're not fancy, but they're uh, straight flute, dual flute, top bearing, and then I have a second one that's bottom bearing, because depending on what job you're doing and which side the template might be on, um, you might want both. They do make ones that have, I guess, a top and a bottom, (coughs) but in certain cases, you might actually not want that, because you might want to do a rabbit or something like that based on a, a template. So I recommend those two. At the very least, you should have one that has the top mounted, you know, because if you're using it in a router table, you want it probably top mounted. If you're using it in a router, you might want it bottom mounted, meaning like closest to the, it's still top, but it's the closest to the router itself.
0: I think it's always referenced as if you're using it in a trim router or something like that. So it's always considered, yeah.
1: But for me, the go-to is like a half inch, two flute. Bearing on top, that's my go-to. And then bearing on bottom, if you can also afford it, I would recommend that.
0: Mike, what do you use? Uh, I really like white side router bits for in my table a lot. Um I have the white side astro-coded one from Bits and Bits. That's the compression bit. It's up, down, and it's a quarter inch. Mm-hmm. I use that quarter inch bit. That's in my router table the most out of anything. Like quarter a quarter inch of that-
2: compression bit?
0: Yeah, quarter inch compression bit. <laughs> it's... I use that just because I do so much stuff off the CNC and that is almost always done. I, most of my work is done with a quarter inch end mill on my CNC. So when I'm trying to match, so if I do an inside corner oh, cut, makes sense. it gets a quarter okay. inch cut. I get the same radius to match that. So most of my templates are cut out that way. So I flush it with that. So that's what that I use. That actually makes
1: much. a lot of sense. Yeah. That's, that that's a so. really good point.
0: So I use that the most out of anything is like quarter inch. Um, I also have a, uh, uh, what would be a top bearing bit as well, which would on the router table, put it on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But on that's the, that's what I meant. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So the, um, I have one of those, but I don't use it. The bottom line is, in my opinion, the straightforward answer is, I think a compression quarter inch flush trim bit, bottom bearing is the best bit you can use for flush trimming, especially with, since there's so many templates in this community and they are so useful Templates are so useful for not not just like making cutting boards and stuff. I mean everything. I use templates on almost every one of my big builds. There's templates involved. They just that's the beauty of a CNC is you can make your templates and they're perfect. So that's what I like about that. I do have the white side that monster bit. I really like that bit a lot for a lot of things. I don't think it's necessary for a lot of things as well i agree with dan on that it's really good for massive stock removal i've had mine for two and a half or three years it's it's pretty much at the end of its life now i think i paid 170 for that thing i definitely got my money's worth out of it it does have top and bottom bearings both are removable so you can have just a bit so they're very useful um but uh i am going to replace it and i am going to use it but i don't think like I really don't think a hobbyist woodworker needs that on any level. I don't think a lot of people needs that, needs that a lot. The reason I originally bought that is when I built my guitar, and that required a lot of really massive stock removal. So like, um, that's why I bought that originally. But when I was doing the benches, those redwood benches, with that bit, because it's so big... I could bury that whole bit into the piece of wood and it was in redwood. So it's really soft. I could bury that whole bit in there and just run that thing along a flush (coughs) flush trim bit and it would work just – excuse me, just fine. So uh, that's one advantage. But the bottom line is Dan's – I'm 100% in agreement with Dan. Quarter inch compression bit is my go-to. So anyway. I think if if you use a straight flute bit
2: and I'm not attacking Pete but I'm kind of attacking Pete. If you use a straight flute bit, you tend to – have tear out on ingrain more with a that's why i like the compression bits
0: i mean Fair. these like those trays i do <clears throat> i mean half of it will be torn out if i don't use the compression right. bit right. if i use the because i have the up you know bits and bits sent me the upcut and the downcut astro coated ones i already had the non-astro coated ones that i did pay for myself i don't use them because when i'm flush trimming those things it's exactly what dan said even with a spiral bit It absolutely just tears the crap out of end or any cross grain at all. It's a nightmare. Right. And I can't, I can't have a $200 item that I need to get out of my shop really quick have tear out. It'll look like trash. I've had to throw those in the trash because of bad tear out. It's a, it's a real bummer. So spending, you know, I bought like three of those astro coated compression bits. So I never don't have them because I Mm -hmm. need to crank things out of the shop and I need them to not have, have, have tear out. So that's my answer is that compression. Um, for me um, this next question is from Michael Maynard did I nail the accent Maynard, no.
1: No. Maynard?
0: is it Maynard or Maynard let Maynard. him say it oh let's
3: see let's find out for sure right now hey guys this is Michael Maynard from Splinter Fingers Woodworking on Instagram again I want to thank you for the answers to the questions I asked last week um, and I got another question I make handmade walking canes, and I uh, am wanting to make one out of some uh, really curly maple that I have for my own personal collection. And I am needing a type of finish that will not yellow. I know water-based won't yellow, but It's not as durable as I need because it's going to be handled a lot, you know, and constantly. So uh, any ideas, maybe coating it with an epoxy or something? I don't know. Love to hear your thoughts.
2: Thanks again. Dan. You're 100% correct, Michael. Water base is not going to yellow like an oil-based finish. However, I think maybe you're misguided. You're not, you're a little bit misinformed when it comes to water based finishes. They're not like they used to be. They are very durable these days. Very durable, especially the uh, water based finish by uh, Total Boat, the Halcyon, Halcyon, I believe. Yes. And you can get their clear satin Halcyon. They also have an amber if you do like that yellowing, but it sounds like you don't. So you can get their clear satin, and that stuff is durable AF, especially when it comes to outdoor stuff. Now you can get a water-based spar urethane. That stuff is also crazy durable. I've I've finished many uh, outdoor projects with the the water-based spar urethane, and it's it's very durable. So I think you answered your own question, buddy, Pete. What do you think?
1: I 100 percent agree. Yeah, this, uh, the halcyon is great, and water based finishes are pretty durable now nowadays. So,
0: I agree, Mike. I only spray water based finishes, and I the, I, I don't the yeah the durability is just there. It's just a fact. So
1: nothing yellows. Um, well, I mean, well, actually, that's that's a good point because you you've used some water based finishes on walnut, but the combination of things you used give it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, sanding sealer gives it a whole nother, yeah, I mean, there's other options too. I mean, I do the two coats of sanding sealer, but there's also an alkyd varnish that uh, the brand I use offers, which is Target Coatings, but they they have an alkyd varnish, which um, will go under the conversion, because the conversion varnish that they have, it really is kind of dull, but most conversion varnish is kind of dull, but the alkyd varnish gives it that amber color, and the sanding sealer gives it that amber color too, but anyway, the point is, is epoxy will yellow really bad. So don't go with epoxy. Uh, water-based finishes, I think you're, like Dan said, you're misinformed. Uh, they're very good and they're very durable. Um, They've come a long way. Yeah, they're great. Um, and then uh, I think you just need to go with, for something like that, I think you need to go with some sort of water-based urethane, polyurethane. That's my that's my thought. Or that varnish. Uh, the Halcyon varnish yeah. is really good. Or, or a varnish would work, whatever, conversion varnish or regular varnish. Anyway. Uh, This next question is from Sam Zook. He has this to say. Hey, fellas, it's Sam Zook with
4: Airline Woodshop. Got a couple questions for you tonight. First, what is your favorite sandpaper to use for random orbital sander, hand sanding, drum sander? What's your favorite, and where do you get it? Second question is, what do you guys do to make sure that you aren't spending all your time in the shop and more importantly, what do you do to make sure that you spend quality time with your friends and family? Have a good night, fellas. Dan.
2: I use the uh, merka Abernett almost exclusively because I have the Mercaderos and the Merca Eros. Not, not the Eros. What do I have? Dios. Dios. Thank you. <clears throat> idea I, I use that I use the Abernet almost exclusively because it works great on on my sanders. Um as far as hand sanding goes, I also use the Abernet. I w- I will use that for hand sanding, which may or may not be a good idea because it's kind of pricey, but it works so well like I don't I don't mind doing it. It's not like I'm doing a whole lot of hand sanding that I'm I'm going through like a bunch of like sandpaper or sand sanding discs. So that's my, that's my short and sweet answer for that. As far as how do I make time for family and friends and, and whatever, um, I, just, I just do. I'm, I'm the boss. I, I make time and I, I do what I want because I am the boss. It's my body. And I, I've even said like I, I do this full time, but I, I don't do it to stress myself out. I do this to maintain happiness and maintaining happiness means taking time off and, and doing what I want when I want. And the woodworking just keeps the livelihood alive. I'm not, I'm not trying to be rich. I'm not trying to be a millionaire. I just want to be happy. Well, you know, I'd like to be a millionaire, but I just want to be happy though. I want to be happy. So I take, I take time off when I need it and when I feel like it's necessary.
0: Mike? Uh, I use a few papers. So on a lot of my random, my sanders, obviously I use a lot of the Abernet. That is really good stuff, especially with the Mirka machines. I mean, it's just made for it. Um, I also have been using a lot of the Cubitron by 3M lately. That stuff is actually pretty fantastic. Um, but I don't always really like to have a solid paper on there. I really end up keeping the the, the Abernet on the, there the most. Uh, for hand sanding... I typically buy the um, the multi pack from uh, my mind just went Clingspore. I get the multi pack from Clingspore. They come in rolls. It's like super cheap. I think it's almost. I think it's their factory like uh, like uh, spoils or whatever. They're like pro- weirdly marked and stuff. But you get them from, mystery box. Yeah, it's <sighs> like a mystery box kind of thing exactly. So they sometimes there's baloney in there. Sometimes there's baloney cord, no, but it's uh, it, it's just a bunch of rolls of sandpaper, and I use that for a lot of sanding stuff. And I have like those Velcro, like hook and loop, like handheld things. I have a bunch of different ones for different mm-hmm. profiles and stuff, and I can just cut them down with my my utility knife and put them on there. So that reminds me, I saw the coolest trick on IG the other day for like
2: a profile sanding. Dude took a deck of cards. And put his sandpaper around the deck of cards. And then he put the deck of cards around the deck. Damn it, that's brilliant. Oh, that's really Isn't smart. that brilliant? Yeah. I just that's smashed sad. my mouse. That Screw is that brilliant. Guy. Smash mouse. Great band. I can't
0: remember who posted that, but I was like, oh my gosh. That's brilliant. That is really anyway, smart. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to that's cut a, you off. Mike. No, it's fine. That's a good That's a good tip. That's smart. Um, and then for drum sander. Um, so... A lot of people may oh, know this, sander. may not know this, but for the drum sander, um, Laguna has their own paper and then Powermatic has their own paper. That's all made by Klingspor. <laughs> so I just like the clingspore paper cause you get it for a better price. Um, and, uh, but that it's all good paper because it's made by Klingspor. So I use that for that. And then for hand sanding, like I said, I use the Klingspor stuff, but actually, um, a brand I don't talk about a whole lot, but Surf Prep actually has really good hand sanding abrasives. They have a good contouring. Their sponges are honestly really fantastic. They're, they're um, uh, the Surf Prep hand sanding sponges. They're just really good. I really like them for finish work. Like after I spray my finish down, I like to use their uh, 400 grit, sanding sponges and it just works really well and I can blow them off and I can just reuse the same one for like a month and a half before I have to toss it. So, um, that's, those are some I like. And then what was the other question? Oh yeah. About life work, life balance. Um, it's like what Dan said. Uh, I just make it happen. So like, I don't have, this is my job. So, um, and I miss my son and I miss my wife. So I want to spend time with him. So I go in there, I work, I work, I work. I work, I work, I work. By the time it's time for Jackson to come home and Robin's done with the day, I want to spend time with him. Uh, And I'm not really going in the shop in the evenings that much anymore. I'm working later than I used to, but I don't really go in the shop in the evenings. I am working on the weekends still, but that's just because I got a bunch of stuff going on right now. And, um... It also a lot of the house transitional stuff plays into that. I'm really, really confident that once I get the new shop set up and I have a couple other systems in place here, by 2022 I'm probably gonna start having at the very least uh Sundays off. And very realistically I'll have Sunday and Saturdays off and I'll be able to start taking vacations soon. Like I'm starting to get I've been working my butt off for, like, a couple of years trying to get this thing in place. And I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel now. And I think very, very soon I'm going to be able to, like, start taking vacations again. But the other kind of side about that is, is you know, I've been building my business during COVID. And honestly, I still have a lot of friends who currently don't want to see friends uh, due to COVID. Like, they're not seeing people. So, like, I don't see them. Like, I just don't see a lot of my friends. I mean... I have my oldest friends that I've had since I was a very little kid. Mm. Uh, I've seen Dan and Pete more than them in the last two years. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Like, I don't yeah. have any other friends other than Mike and Pete. I mean, so that's it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, well, this yeah, is really feel... awkward. No, so <laughs> no, no, uh, no it, it's just been it's just been weird for the last two years. Like, uh, seeing people hasn't been normal. Like, there's this movie that just came out. It's you know that Marvel movie, that Shang Chi movie. I want to see that really bad, but you know we can't. Getting one to watch our son. <laughs> you know, it just kinda sucks. Like everything's so weird right now. I so. wanna add, like, I'm I really enjoy working on the weekends. Me I
2: too. never used to, but I enjoy working Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays, you know, I'll work on client <laughs> stuff, but Sundays I dedicate for me. Sundays I do what I want for me. So I'm I'll, actually I'll whip out whatever on the CNC that oh. I've been thinking
0: about, you know. Sundays are for me and me alone. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I'm actually w- f- sliding into that schedule as well. And what's happening right now is I'm almost taking Mondays off right now. And Mondays have become like a day where I kind of just recoup mentally and I do some administrative stuff. And then yes. Tuesdays become this really big administrative day for me. And I sort of ramp like I take Monday off. I ramp up the week until – and then Friday once – because like we get done with the podcast here tonight to get the podcast done. I get all my planning ready. Once Friday hits, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday – or Friday and Saturday have become like heavy work days for me. I don't know if that's going to change Agreed. actually. But I don't, I'm, I'm going to try to have two days off in a row. I, I don't know that it will be actually Saturday and Sunday. I think it's going to end up being Sunday and Mondays. Um, I, I find myself
2: in the same situation. Friday and Saturday are my heavy work days. Yep. Mondays are my kind of days off. Yeah. And then I, I ramp up to Friday. Yep, I'm the
0: same way. And then Sunday, I if I'm going in there, it literally is exactly what Dan said. If I'm going in the shop, I'm unless I'm under some sort of like deadline that has to happen for a project, which has been happening just because of, like I said, the move and stuff, um, I'm going in there to like screw around and learn new stuff on the CNC or try some new technique. Like once it gets back to normal, I really, I'm realistically in what I build probably never going to have hand cut dovetails in any of the work I do just because that's not the market I'm in. There's definitely market and guys who do that. I respect them for sure. But I want to learn how to do dovetails for me really bad, really bad. Just something for myself. That's for me. I want to get a 3d printer. I don't want to monetize it at all. I want to have it just to play around in the shop. I want it as a hobby thing. There's certain things in woodworking that I don't think will ever become a part of my business, and I want them for me, and that's what I want Sundays to be. I want to go in the shop. I want to go in there. I want to learn new things that are just mine, and that's what I want that's what I want to do. Like I have a bunch of these little offcuts that I've got set aside. I've had them set aside for about a month and a half or 2 months, and they're all about the same size I cut them all down. I want to make these silly little trays out of them, and they're not for me to sell. I want to send them to family. That's all I want to do with them. Yeah. I just want to make these little trays that say That's love, all the, I did last love the coffees. <laughs> and it has, you know, Mike, Robin, and Jackson in there and Luna. And I want to send it to all of our family family and friends for like all the holidays. That's just for me. That's like, you know, I just want to do it. I've I've been working on this dumb design for two months or whatever. It's just a thing I want to do for me. So just make time for yourself. Make time for your family. You just have to do it. That's the bottom line. It's not like, oh, everything takes over my life. You got to be in control, not the situation. Did we throw it to Pete yet? No. Pete, sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay. What's up, guys? Okay. <laughs> How are you
0: doing, Pete? When did you get here? No, sorry about that, Pete. I thought you, I no, thought you no, had no, gone already. I
1: apologize. So I'm actually, I'm going to answer the second question because we're on it now. Is um, <clears throat> This is not my full-time job. So I make time for the shop, not for my family. My, my family right now comes first. And yeah, the shop's a big part of it. And Emma's very supportive of it um, and everything I do with it. But the, the the main priority right now for me, especially with the new house and everything is like the house and my family, which is right now me and Emma. And then I make time for the shop. Every day I try to go in there. At the very least, I will do some stories. And at the very most, I will do stories, do a post, bang out some projects, do some cleaning, whatever. Sometimes I just go in there and just like, like Mike said or Dan said, like... Dan's got Sunday, Mike's got Monday, mine's Saturday. That's my day. It's our day, it's it's either family day or just fun day in a shop. I'm just gonna tweak things. I might not do stories on it. I'm just gonna do things that I really want to do. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna do maintenance on all my tools. And then maybe do a story at 7 p.m. Like, oh yeah, I did maintenance today on all my tools. Whatever. Like, just it's it's for me. So that's that's been my day. Um now go back to the sandpaper stuff. I pretty much exclusively use Abernet because I use this this, uh, six inch paper Um, and it's great. It does tear more easily than regular paper would, Um, but I actually find that that makes it really nice for hand sanding because at any time, what I basically do is any sheet that I'm done with sanding with my sander, I actually find myself saving a lot more than I did with any other old paper in the past. I just save it. I toss it into a little bin, and then when I need to hand sand stuff, or especially now I'm getting more into lathe work, and it conforms really nicely to whatever curves you need without forming creases like regular paper would. So I use that a lot for hand sanding. So this sheet of 180 that started tearing on me, and I tossed it off the you know the sander, now is a 200 or 210. Sanding for hand sanding because it's the, the grit kind of goes down, it gets beat up, and it gets a little ripped that I could rip it to pieces that I need and I conform it by hand. I really like that uh the trick with the cards. I gotta actually try that out. Yeah, I can't um, remember who posted that. Oh uh, that's kind of brilliant. Ben, that's really smart. <sighs> oh, Benjamin. Um drum sander. I am currently and have been for a while running exclusively jet paper in my Ryobi drum sander. Um, and that's mainly because I got a bunch of it on sale. Somebody was selling like a ton of it and I got tons of new paper from jet and it's really good stuff, but like it's probably made at some random factory somewhere. It might be clean might be surf prep, whatever. I don't know. Um, and then the sponges, the sponges, I never use the sponges for like quality sanding, like real detailed sanding. I usually use it for like cleaning up some CNC stuff and whatever. Finish sanding. Uh not really finished sand- I don't use it for finish sanding. I, I use, use sponges
2: that's all I use for, for, for like, like sanding.
1: Really? I use it for that final sanding after
2: you put on like a couple coats of yep. finish. That's all I use to, it to, to for. make it super. I
1: use uh steel wool for that. <clears throat> I, like rough it up with steel wool if I really need to get it like have a you have you thought about thing. making a... using a
2: paper bag? Have you thought I about use that. paper
1: bag a lot as well. Uh I use sanding sponges more for rough sanding, usually off the CNC. and Uh so it's like 120, one twenty, one eighty I don't usually go any higher than that, and honestly, I just like I have I've had some I think it's Klingspore sponges, but most of the sponges that I've been using literally Harbor Freight because they're not like they're literally just to clean up rough edges, and then I'll finish sand whatever piece it might need to be later, uh, and I might I'll probably use the Dbrander for that. Uh and that's that's that. Do we yeah, have one more question? Hat that was that.
2: Yeah, Tyler. Oh, I think uh, yeah. I think Klingspore owes us a little money.
0: Yeah, they do at this point.
2: Yeah. I'll talk to my lawyers.
0: Uh, the next question is from Tyler Houseman. What's going on, guys? Tyler from Houseman Creations. Um, question tonight was about filling in cracks and things like that. I saw Mike's stories today, but I was wondering if you guys could expand a little bit on what you guys use for filling knot holes and cracks in wood. I got some older stuff that I got from a local Sawyer. That was his dad's stock, and it's really old stuff, so it's got some cracks and stuff in it. And I got Black Star Bond. Um, the issue I'm having is that I'm fighting air holes. Little air bubbles in it, leaves little holes in it once I scrape it back to see if I need to fill it anymore. And I just didn't know if I didn't want to go epoxy, I figured that was overkill. Um, but the CA glue is kind of giving me trouble, so I was wondering what you guys would do. Thanks. Have a good one. So I think with CA glue, because the big selling point on it is how fast and instant it is. People put it in the hole and then they instantly spray it with that accelerator, and you don't want to do that. That's why you're that's why you're getting those air bubbles. They just want people want to instantly. You need to let the air out. You need to let that uh, CA glue get into the crack. And if you need to put more in, then you let it. You put more in. You need to. What I usually do with CA glue is put it in the crack. I walk away go to some other operation. I come back, evaluate whether or not I can put that uh, accelerator on there or not. And if that means putting more in there and coming back, that means putting more coming in there and coming back. And that's how you avoid the bubbles. Um, CA glue is really good for the small stuff. Um, it's really not good for the big stuff. It's just not. Um, actually, I would say it's not good for the medium stuff. For me, what I use, I'll use Starbond, which I love Starbond. I think we're probably all Starbond. I don't know. Everyone's probably a Starbond affiliate. I think everyone is. Um, but if you wanted to use code coffee, you can get the best deal. Um, but anyway, no, I, I think everyone gets the same deal. But uh, I think we all have one. Um, So for me, I like to use Starbond for the smaller holes um, or like obviously shop jigs and stuff. But you weren't asking about that. And then for the bigger stuff, I like to use epoxy, obviously. For the medium-sized holes, there's a product I use. And I'm not like – I don't – I use this product a lot. Like a lot, a lot. It's a the product they make is really good, but I don't really talk about them on my um social media platform at all because the um I've heard a bunch of horror stories with the company and I've had actually had a couple of issues with them as well. And the product's called P Tech and it's it's a it's a two-part polyurethane and it is really phenomenal. Like I use it and it's really, really good. It's, uh, there's a part A and a part B. It's very, very forgiving. It goes a very long ways. And, uh, you know, it's, you, you mix one to one, but you really, if you go like one and a half to one on either one of them, you're not going to mess it up. The mixture is very forgiving. So they have several colors available. It's tintable. It's good for interior and exterior. Um, in fact, it was made and the product was originally made for exterior, so you can use it on anything. I really like the product a lot. And in my opinion, that product, one, one of the reasons I like it a lot, the biggest shortcoming for me with epoxy is you need to sand it really high to get rid of the scratch marks. And that typically means hitting it to 400. And I don't always want to do that, especially if I'm using like Rubio Um, If I like to use Rubio, I only take that to 120, which is their recommendation. The uh, the, the P-TECH product actually looks really good at 120 and 150 and 180. It looks good. And as soon as you get a finish on there, it fills in really well with any finish you're using. And you don't see any scratch marks. And it has a very matte look. So that's the products I use. Um, But Dan, thoughts? Uh
2: it really depends on it really depends on what you need to do and what you need to accomplish uh just to expand a little bit on what mike said you know uh starbond is great for the smaller the smaller fills and then you know you have a medium fill but let's say for instance i just got done making these uh slide tables with finger joints and they they were slightly gappy but i don't want to call i don't want to call attention to them so i'll use like a walnut colored Gap filler. You know, it, it really depends on what you're using. And I also wanted to say something about Starbond. If you are using Starbond, and not only if you don't let the air out, like Mike said, and let it sit, um, if you're using too much of it at once, when you spray it, it causes an exothermic reaction and that will make it bubble because it literally heats up. Mm-hmm. So if it heats up too much, it will bubble. So if you're using too much at a time, you're going to get bubbling, even if you let it sit for a day and a half. It doesn't matter. So there's I don't I don't know exactly how much is too much, but you kinda after a while you get a hang of it and, and you know how much is too much. Uh it's it's more of a, a thickness thing than it is a like a a volume thing. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. You don't want to go too thick with the yeast bun <clears throat> and as as far as uh uh what others i've i've used i've never used the p tech i've heard good things about it I've heard Mike talk about how he's not a big fan of the customer service experience which is it weighs heavily on the uh on the decision on using it or not i have used uh what is the type bond the the quick and thick i've used the type bond quick and thick and i've mixed the mix all black with it. And I've used that to fill holes in some Walnut before. And that has actually come out really good. I should probably look into doing that more with like, with like a medium, medium size fill, not a large fill, but like a little medium, like maybe quarter size, knot or something like that. I've done that
0: and it works. Something I didn't mention and not to cut you off is I do use <clears throat> no, a product sorry. as well called Good Goodfilla. Which I got on Amazon. Oh, yeah. I actually got that from Dusty. I have that, Dusty, too. I've never used it. Dusty Lumber Co. uses it. It's like a it's like a grain filler. That's where I saw it. Um, that stuff takes a long time to dry, but it is a really cheap and good product. It's really good. Like, it's cheap and good. I've used it a few times. I'd really like to, just as an experiment, do like a wash on some white oak with it, wipe the whole thing down, and then sand it back just to do a grain fill with it. But it's a grain filler for the most part. But you could definitely use that to fill a crack. I just don't think you're going to get um, any structural value out of it. I think it's going to be mostly aesthetically cover up that hole. Whereas with Starbond, I think if you put it in there, you're probably you're, – you're adhering those pieces together a bit better, I think. But I don't think the good film right. is going to do that. Sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. I'm going to throw it to Pete
1: now. Oh. Well, thank you. So, <clears throat> I agree with the guys. Yes, you can't go too heavy on a Starbond. Starbond is great. Um Here's the thing. We all use Starbond. We all love Starbond. We like the brand. They're great to work with. It just It works really well. If it didn't work, but, we wouldn't work with them. Yeah, but I also want to say at the end of the day, it's CA glue. It's just whatever. I can't even say what CA
0: stands for. Cyanoacolyte. But, thank you. Or it's just super that. glue. Super glue. As everybody it's knows it. super
1: glue. That's all it is. But what <clears> they do really well, and it's something that you guys didn't touch on, or you kind of did but you didn't specifically say it's some people just get the wrong consistency and or color they make thin they make medium they make thick and depending on what you're filling you need to consider that i we i think we all have like thin medium thick we probably have white or clear black brown maybe I don't know if they make other ones too, but like I, I have all of those. I have like I use I use the them. black
2: ninety to ninety five percent of the time. The
1: black or the brown, medium to thick, almost all the time. I use that's the my go thick the most. Yeah, it's it's just like so. Keep that in mind. Is like what depending on what you're doing. If you need to fill a little hole and then sand back just a little bit, you don't need to be filling that thing with especially with thin thin is just gonna go right into Oh, that that's grain. just a
0: penetrating product. It's it just like,
1: yeah like you're that's just for gluing two faces together you're not yeah but but I've seen people do videos where like oh' filling them the crack and they're just like spray, spray spray and they' just keep filling it and spraying with this thin and I'm like you're just building a millimeter layer over and over again. So make sure you get the right consistency. The color really makes a huge difference. Um, for, for slightly larger fills, I'm going to use high performance, um, as well. I think Mike uses it a lot. I use it. I've been using it for years. High
2: performance. What?
1: Uh, total boat epoxy. Two, so to, one. The, yeah, uh, I, I two to one. Yeah. I use it all time. I mean, I yeah. use it all the time. Um, I used one with the fast drying or the fast curing because there's fast and slow. There's fast, so,
0: medium, and slow.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And medium. Um, any of those are going to be fine medium. for like. Medium, extra medium, (laughs) which is what Mike wears now. Um, Those are all fine. The other thing, and this might be an unpopular choice, but I always stock this in my shop. I always have it. This isn't brand loyalty at all, but I'm going to name some brands just because I've used them in my shop. JB Weld, Loctite, Gorilla Glue, one-minute epoxy or five-minute epoxy. I'm partial to the one-minute epoxy because it genuinely does cure really, really fast. And you can mix pigments in it as well as dyes. You can actually add them right in. It's not something that like not a lot of people use, but I just have it. It usually comes as like a plunger. I like Total Boat's
0: four minute epoxy. Yeah. It comes like, in the plunger just I like I it.
1: Oh, really? I haven't actually not used it.
0: The four it's but just it's obviously a marketing it, joke because it's four minutes instead yeah. of five minutes, but that's what I use. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's just great. The quick the quick weld stuff yeah. is awesome.
1: I I I I found this no-name brand, and I'll never be able to tell you, gun to my head, what brand this was. Menards. It was a one-minute epoxy. It came in two <laughs> tubes. You actually have to squeeze each one, one-to-one. It dried legitimately in one minute. Fully cured, rock hard. It was my favorite thing, and it ran out, and I could never find it again. Mm-hmm. I got it out of yard sale. No wonder. It was all made um, of
0: mess. <laughs> I can't buy any
1: <laughs> But like- it's it's worth having this, like, if you're ever in a pinch, like if you're in a project, you're trying to get something out. Like what Mike, Mike's trying to get a project out the door. Like he's got a lot of orders on a bench right now because you S know he's what taking off. He needs to get him out. He can't be waiting for epoxy to dry. You sometimes. know what? None of
2: us have
0: brought up that Rangotech stuff. Uh, that, that, is that, is uh, you like, know, what, I won't bring that, it up, to, right? Because it's trash. I bought that whole system and It's garbage.
1: Oh, is that the, the, the glue gun? Yeah, the glue, yeah, gun the, uh,
0: the hot glue, yeah. colored hot glue stuff. Yeah, and they wouldn't take uh, it back. And then I put it in a thing, and I was like, what's that? And I picked at it, and the whole thing of it came out of the whole piece of wood. It's trash. That stuff's trash. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's a right. gimmick.
1: It just, it, it that, that system scared me a little bit because the fact that it gets heated up to melt into place, like, that can't be, that's not going to turn rock hard.
0: Well, it does. I mean, I put it. The problem isn't the, the, how how hard it gets. It's the problem is that um, the problem is that it doesn't adhere the wood. So what it doesn't have good adhesion. So when you sand it, you can't sand it with anything under 180 because it creates too much friction and it remelts. If you use 120 or 80 on it, it'll just remelt and then your abrasive paper is ruined. It just gets all over it. I had to take the head off my Daros and clean that melted crap out of the head of my 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 sander and stuff. It's trash. The that's, stuff is trash. Not, it's a gimmick. Yeah. So if that's you that's san- nice thing
1: about it. like epoxy will cure quite nicely. So we'll see a glue. That stuff is. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you could take a heat gun to epoxy and it'll remelt back. I mean, you can. Re- I mean, you could do that, but it shouldn't do it at one eighty or or one twenty and eighty grit no. sandpaper. That's no. a joke. Like. Yeah. I put it in the uh, that I did that big white oak clock for our living room. I put it as the markers mm-hmm. in there. It was perfect for that, like as an aesthetic piece. Yeah. It was perfect. I will never use that thing ever again. It's but never it going to under stress, that. right? I that's will never just use it. ever Decorative. Again. It's yeah. trash. It's literally trash. <clears throat> anyway, but I,
1: I'm a big fan of like those those syringe style. That's on top of what the guy said. The guy said perfect answers It's just I would add that one extra thing. It comes in handy sometimes, and honestly, sometimes epoxy. It's really good glue. It's really good glue. So sometimes it's just nice to have like a super fast epoxy to dry and glue something together. That's it. Cool.
0: Well, that's it for the questions. Thanks, uh, Tyler. Yeah. Thanks everyone as well. Thanks you guys. Yeah. All the other about Dan guys too. Yeah. Uh. Big thanks to <clears throat> everyone who you know got entered into the Tumblr giveaway or what did you call it. Travel travel mug giveaway, Dan? Is that what you said? Travel mug. Travel mug giveaway. Uh, all of you patrons are amazing. <clears throat> we are going to try to get back into some more regular giveaways soon here. What's up, Dan?
2: After – so we've already given away these these mugs, but now we're going to list them on our Etsy store. Yeah, they're going to so be on the Etsy store. anybody can buy them.
0: Actually, it's going to be the one that, uh, that's going to the VIP patrons. So okay. actually, the, the, the patrons who won these mugs or these travel – Whatever the tumblers that just have the AWP <laughs> logo on them, those are actually very unique. <laughs> but the ones that are going to be on the Etsy store will have the AWP logo front and center, and then mine, Dan, and Pete's logo on them on the back. So, um, those are going to be the the standard that where we get. belong, on right on the back, on the back, on the back being carried by AWP. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> uh, big thanks to everyone who, um, who supports us. And shows us love and gives us reviews. Don't forget to give us reviews. We uh we love those silly, stupid reviews. Make them as silly and stupid as possible. That new
2: review yeah. segment is fire. It, I love it. Favorite. It's big.
1: Fun. It my new favorite It's my week. It's it
2: your whole week from well, the whole we get, week. We get
1: those emails from like Chartable and stuff, and we we see them. Ahead of the episode, and we share and
0: them like, with each other, and, we, and giggle. we giggle like thirteen year old schoolgirls. Like, yeah,
1: it's so great.
0: But uh, hey, if you wanted to be a patron of the show, go to uh, <clears throat> patreon dot forward slash another woodshop podcast. If you wanted to get a question into the show, like we said earlier, the best way to do that is to record a voice memo on your phone, email it to another podcast at gmail dot com, or call seven five four call AWP. You can call it in there, but we prefer the voice memo thing. It just sounds a little bit better. Um... But whatever's easiest for you. And we want you all to sound as good as you can possibly Yeah, get it just, sound. it helps the show, you know. We'd appreciate it. Um, want you to be a little stars. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to Three Phase Baloney Chord. This is AWP. Is it too late to start over? <laughs> no, let's do this again. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm doing it this time. Oh. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> waka, 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 <laughs> No, you guys have a great Fuzzy bear. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a good one. Bye now. Yeah. Bye bye. See bye. you guys next week. Bye. Bye. You next time. bye, bye, bye. bye. bye, 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 bye.
3: Who are the five best rappers of all time? Think about it. Dylon, Dylon, <laughs> Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. Because
4: I spit hot fire.